Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. On SEM Tassie, Jack and Flash. With Jack Revolt and David Lithgow. Welcome back to Jack and Flash right here on SEN Tassie. Uh, well, 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 it's a winter edition. This is uh, heading to the slopes. David's up there. Mount Buller, but Flashman, the text line is still open for you. So you've had a few come through. What's uh, what's been hitting the lines out there, at Mount Buller? I have, I have. Um, Mick from Woodville's pun. He's not a such a supporter here of the Tassie government. Based on this, need the Tassie government to say enough is enough, and they find the cash themselves. They can't let the AFL fund this. Okay, so that's interesting. And the reverse of this is from Xavier from Sandy Bay. Maguire and his henchmen need to take a back seat. A Billion dollars entry free is absolutely ridiculous. And he said, Mason, Red- Mason Redmond's tackle was legal. Hashtag stop the drop. <laughs> stop the drop hashtag. All right. Well, well, the next man uh, who is coming on the show has been involved in all things Tasmanian sport. And there has been a text set in for him very early on. And that, of course, is the CEO, the current cricket Tasmania CEO, Dom Baker. Friend of the show, Dom, welcome back. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Very good, very good. Now, first one off the SEN text line is, ask Dom, would he like to be the first CEO of a, the Tassie AFL team? How do you feel about that, Dom? <laughs> We've got to get one first, Jack. Yes, um, we do, we do. But let's say... so close, but so far away. Let's say, come on, oh, look, a good role, surely. Well, it would be a great role, mate, but I'm really happy where I am at the moment, mate. We're well set up. I'm looking forward to filling the sugar bag uh, up with BBL, WBBL, Sheffield Shield and WNCL trophies first. Maybe that might be my first priority. Well, let's start there with the Hurricanes. Uh, you've settled on the coaching lineup for the Hurricanes, and Jeff Vaughan is going to coach both the Hurricanes and the Tigers uh, with the help of, uh, obviously, Chuck Berry uh, and a few yep. others. Happy, James, ha- Hopes, James sorry, the, the catfish, James Hopes. Happy with uh, with um, how that lineup's finished up? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, look, it was quite early. Ricky was very keen on Vaughny. Um, obviously, we cast the net out, and, and there was plenty of speculation about Langer, who um, you know Ricky had plenty of conversations with, but the organisation didn't have uh, any conversations with Justin. Um, and there was a few other names in the pot, but. I think um, there's a thing about, particularly for us, about getting some continuity between the two programs. We've got a lot of um, lads that are on both lists. And um, with Jeff now taking on five years with the Tigers, to have him take on the first this first three-year block with the Hurricanes, I think, um, gives us some continuity and allows us to manage um, our list 
in both purple and, and state colours. So uh, the other thing is we've really, we've got a coaching panel. Um, this is this is the first time we've kind of gone with a head coach and really strong assistants. Um, Chuck Berry is, will be well known to a lot of um, cricket fans. Great knowledge about the game. Uh, fantastic um, tactician when it comes to in in in-game tactics. Um, BBL, Pakistan Super League. He's over at the um, the hundred at the moment in England with uh, the London Spirit. Um, so great experience, and hopes he's exactly the same. And hopes he's kind of one of those young men that I believe will be a fantastic senior coach in a few years. He's um, brings the same kind of experience, and he's um, really a, a, the right hand man for Ricky in India. So um, having James on board as well has uh, certainly... I, I've been super impressed with James. So adding that with Jeff, and Jeff really is our man manager. He's a fantastic um, people manager and uh, he, he'll really keep the dressing room in order. Uh, Dom, good morning. Uh, firstly, congratulations on the appointment of the coaching team. Uh, last week with Brett Jeeves, we talked about it and it does feel like a really good mix. On the back of that, tell us about Ricky Ponting's influence on the group and, and your discussions and what's led to uh, these decisions made in the last week or so. Yeah, look, it's, it's funny because the, uh, the first text message I got when, I, when it became public that I had the job at Cricket Tasmania was from Ricky. Um, I reckon he's probably ruining that now because <laughs> I did, I've done nothing but pestering for two and a half years to be involved some some way, shape or form in our uh, in some of our programs. And so after, over about um, three or four lunches and a couple of years, we, we came up with uh, this plan for the Hurricanes. Um, and look, his, his influence has, has been superb. Last Thursday night, when we got all the coaches together, I was lucky enough to just push myself up into the corner and listen to um, Ricky run a session with them on what, what our game style was going to be, um, uh, what players he thought um, we could chase, what our list evaluation was like. And it was just watching the master at work, really. Um, fantastic uh, knowledge of players. I mean, he gets the stats out on the table before the analyst can punch them out of the computer. He, he knows T20 cricket and T20 20 cricketers backwards uh, and you know he's also Ricky Ponting you know so um, it's been great for our organisation to have him back on staff you know he wanders through the office when he's down says hello to everybody and everybody's got a bit of a spring in their step to have him back and so look that you can't underestimate that just his presence is huge but also he's got a very clear picture of what he thinks can win T20 cricket and um, he's, he's really happy with our core list um, he thinks he can add to that with uh, players that um, that can play specific roles for us, and uh, and he's really marshalling that group of coaches really, really well. They they absolutely respect him, and he's giving them also the the ability to collaborate really strongly. So it's um, yeah, look, he, he's just been fantastic to be able to get him for three years as well as a you know probably a real real coup for our organisation, and let's face it, a coup for the BBL competition, I reckon. Uh... Was uh, Tim Payne uh, a c- consideration at all for for the coaching panel? Did his name come up uh, on, on your desk, Dom, or, or, or Ricky's desk in terms of the role he could possibly fill at the Hurricanes? No, well, Tim, um, as most people would know, I'm pretty close with Tim, and so is Ricky, actually. So he's probably just not quite at the spot um, at the moment to be committing um, to a full-on role inside a program. Um, 
oh, I think that time will come. And and he has absolutely been someone that we've been talking to about different bits and pieces along the way because we want to keep him in the loop. And, and I think if you're a fan of Tim Payne and a fan of the Hurricanes, you'll see Tim Payne um, in and around our, our uh, team throughout the year, particularly at home. So, look, it's it's a it's a journey for Tim and uh, and. You know he's he's got a bit to go before we really start to, or before he really starts to work out what it is that comes next for him. So, um, but we're we're determined that uh, if he's going to go into cricket, um, it'll be in Tasmania. What about the BBL draft, Dom? Um, you didn't quite get the the balls fall in in the right spot as you would have liked. Um, what's the major considerations as far as the list build for for the side this year? Yeah, we got dotted there, didn't we? We uh, finished fifth uh, in a traditional draft. We'd uh, we'd get fifth pick, but they had a lottery for the first three, and then a lottery for the bottom, for the next five. So the five that played in the finals went into the lottery. Um, we had we had five tickets, so to speak, in the raffle, as compared to one ticket for say a uh, um, Scorchers who finished on top. And lo and behold, we end up with the last pick. So I'm not I, I'm I'm still waiting for the scrutineers to get back to me on that one, but. Um, but look, I, I don't think having eighth pick is actually going to be a disadvantage. This is the first time the competition's gone into a draft, so there'll be some nervousness from some franchises on how to handle that. Um, I've pulled a little bit of a swifty without saying too much. Um, we will have a draft consultant with us, um, a prominent draft reptile who's been around uh, the AFL system for a very, very long time and understands how to, to get yourself prepared for a draft. So we will be very well prepared. Um, and I think um, I think eighth spot won't be that bad, given that a lot of the picks in front of us will be retention picks, so players that are already uh, or or have already been on lists um, for franchises in the past. So, look, without going into too much detail about what we want, um, you know, Ricky's got a definite style, and there will be probably ten or fifteen players in. You know, if we take three players in the draft, there'll be ten or fifteen options for us. Um, in each area, um, you know, traditionally we've taken international spin. Um, there's probably an option for us to do that again. Um, traditionally, we've taken, um, well, traditionally we've made some of the best batsmen in the world look pretty poor. So hopefully we pull, <laughs> it's pull a batter this time. Uh, we get one that can fire. But um, yeah, look, he's keeping <laughs> he's keeping his cards very close to his chest on the draft, Ricky. Um, Going into our first one, we're probably not wanting to advertise too much about what we're about, but let, let's just say uh, we will be very, very planned on draft day and we've got a very, very definite plan and uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure that we can uh, pull that off and uh, should be very exciting for the fans once, um, once we put our full list together. The competition, Dom, like, how do you feel about uh, the fact that um, players like Dave Warner um, are looking to go outside of Australia to, to play. Um, they, they they should be the headline act, surely, um, here, here in Australia in its own form in the BBL. Yeah, well, I think one of the Achilles heels for the BBL has been it hasn't got uh, a clear air spot in the cricket calendar. So if you look at the success of the IPL, there's no, India don't schedule any cricket in and around it. So um, it allows them to get the very best of their own players on the park. Um, similarly, uh, for the BBL, the issue has been not having those players available. Um, there, with with the unfortunate cancellation of the South African White Ball series um, at the end of the Test series, it has meant that 
that a lot of our um, ODI players will now have a much more prominent role. So your Maxwell's, um, Stoinis's, um, Wade's, those players, we're going to see a lot more of them post um, what will be an exciting T20 World Cup. Then they'll roll straight into BPL. So we're going to get them for longer. But, you know, similarly, I would say for the competition to go to the next level, um, at some point we've got to consider how do we get Warner, Smith, Stark, Hazelwood, um, Boland, players like that playing in it more frequently. Uh, it's definitely something that uh, Cricket Australia are looking at and something that we should be uh, prioritising. Uh, an amazing summer for cricket in Tasmania, Dom, with the, with the Ashes, of course, played, and we had the, the wonderful Test match, etc. This season in national cricket, it's not really going to be there. What, what's your thoughts on that, and how is that going to affect things going forward over the summer? Uh, look, we've got a pretty jam-packed schedule. With um, We've got nine games of the T20 World Cup uh, in Hobart prior to the start of um, you know, the traditional international season. Now, they're not, they're not what you'd call marquee games. We're not going to, we haven't got Australia-England, Australia-India, um, India-Pakistan, but there'll be some good cricket played in, in those nine games leading in. We've got our first female international being played uh, in Tasmania for six years, which which is, is a kind of replacement for the South African cancellation. I would argue that we deserve to have that game rather than it being a replacement. I mean, we are the current um, WNCL champions. Um, so uh, the fact that we haven't had female international cricket in the state for six years is probably a reflection of um, poor scheduling from Cricket Australia rather than, um, than us, uh, you know, rather than it being a, a replacement. We're sitting down with Cricket Australia um, very soon, actually. Probably October is the date that we're looking at to just work through the new futures program. So the cricket blocks come out, the schedules come out in three-year blocks. Um, we'll be sitting down and working with them to make sure that Tasmania gets its share. I think what, what we demonstrated through the test matches that we are capable. Um, that, that test match was put together in 24 days. It was as cost-effective as any around the country. Um, in fact, it was... Um, better than some. Uh, the crowd showed up. Uh, so there's no reason anymore that if we get the right window, um, and I think that right window was post-Christmas in Tasmania, and I think the right time for a test match in Tasmania is day night. I mean, that certainly worked sensationally. The feedback was excellent. There's no reason why, why Cricket Australia uh, shouldn't be, um, shouldn't be putting more cricket into Tasmania. And I think, you know, I, I heard just the tail end of um, someone's text uh, around um, Stadia and that type of thing. If we want to have an AFL team in Tasmania and we want to have, and, and if we need a stadium for that to be done, uh, which which I think we do, just by the way, I'm, I'm not 100% in agreement with the way the AFL are managing that, but at the end of the day, I think a stadium in Hobart is the right thing to do for, for the capital city in the as it is. But that, that stadium is going to need cricket. You, you can't just play football in, a, in the winter and just let it sitting there in the summer. It's going to need BBL cricket. It's going to need international cricket in it to ensure that it gets uh, use right across um, right across the year. And and Cricket Australia have got to come to the party and sit down with um, uh, Cricket Tasmania and the state government to, to work out a plan for how, how that may look. Well, Dom, as always, we really do appreciate you joining us here on SEN. Uh, you've had a lot to do with Tasmania Sport and currently 
enjoying time as Cricket Tasmania CEO is what is a very fruitful period and coming up for, for Tasmanian Cricket. So we really do appreciate it. And they are looking for you. Off the text, they're very much looking forward to seeing you up there at the Latrobe Cricket Club. I want you to know that they've got a spot ready for you at the bar there to watch uh, the WBBL games this year. Thanks for joining us. There we are, Don Baker, the Cricket Tasmanian CEO, talking all things cricket.